What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Glock Night Show. I got a very special guest with us today. One of my one of my personal favorite streamers, Stallion. Thank you for coming Yo. on, buddy. <laughs> How you doing, today? It's good to be here, man. Thank you for having me on. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. It's um, it's bright and early on a Saturday. Ready to ready to vibe out today, dude. And um, yeah, bro. Thank you for having me here. I'm looking forward to this podcast today. Should be good. Yeah, he, he says nice and bright and early. You know, it's, you know, I'm just getting up yeah, for four, you, four, yeah, four, <laughs> four, four in the morning for myself. Yeah, you know, you know, I make sure I wake up early so I can bring you guys some good, you know, good streamer to talk talk to. So, you know, let's just, let, let's get into it. Uh, so, you know, I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. How did you get into gaming, and then also, uh, how did you get into streaming, and then we'll get into like kind of like you know. You did release like a twit longer, you know, recently on Twitter. We'll get into that too, but yeah. how did you get into streaming yeah. and gaming in general? Oh, this is a backdated story. So, hey, go so I'm, get I'm, it, I'm, get <laughs> it, get it. Yeah, so I'm I'm a twenty I'm twenty nine years old now, uh, thirteen September. So I've been gaming since the age of I think four. Um, my dad bought me a PlayStation One at the age of four because um, I think it just released back then. I think it, I think, yeah, I think they just came out when I turned four. I think like 1995, if I'm correct. Um, so anyway, he bought me a PlayStation when, when they came out and that kind of just triggered my love for gaming ever since then. I've played games every, pretty much every day of my life. Um, obviously, there's days where I haven't played, but like in terms of um, just how much I love it, the addiction, all that kind of stuff, you know, I've always been a gamer my whole life, 25 plus years now. Um, so yeah, like growing up, uh, I always loved the Call of Duty franchise, the Halo franchise. They're always my favorite too, you know, back when they made really, really good games. And I've liked other franchises as well. I do like my RPGs. Sometimes I like to just relax and play like, um, you know, solo RPG stuff like Skyrim. I love my dungeon crawlers, stuff like Diablo. I'm a huge Diablo nerd here. Can't wait for Diablo 2 to come out this year, Diablo 4 in a few years. And yeah, just, you know, after gaming for so many years, my, my initial... My my initial presence to be in the gaming industry was to be a pro player back in COD in COD 4 slash Halo 3 Modern Warfare 2 days. And I used to want to get into like the pro player and I used to scrim on both COD and Halo, try and, you know, make my way up there and go to lands and tournaments and stuff. But that was around the same time as I was doing um, sixth form, uh, A-levels, which uh, I don't know what you guys call it in the US, but it's like higher education just before university. And I had to pretty much pick either gaming or studying and there was no way with the amount of scrims and tournaments and stuff that we were doing that I could do both at the same time there just wasn't enough time for it and I was never most like one of the most academically gifted people so I had to when it came to me doing school I had to really focus and do a lot of like constant revision to get things stuck in my head so anyway <coughs> I decided to um I decided to obviously like put gaming up the side um, and just really just focus up and study for a few years because I knew how important it would be. Um, passed my A-levels with straight C's, which for me was really good. That's what I was predicted. And I got into university. I went to uh, Sheffield Hallam, which is one of Sheffield's universities. I studied for four years and got a degree in events management. And it's funny because after, after working in events for like five or so years or events and sales for like five and so years, and originally wanted to be a pro gamer at COD, I came back around the other way after getting a degree and getting work experience to my friend who I met uh, back in the Modern Warfare 2 days who actually convinced me to start streaming. So a bit of context for you when it comes to streaming. I've been watching streams now for about 10, 11 years since the days of Justin TV. Um, 
been on Twitch ever since it pretty much started, to be honest. Um, I used to watch like the, the Halo 2 and Halo 3 MLG circuits. I used to watch like, I still remember even when Ninja had like 20 viewers. That, that's, how, that's how far back we're talking. I remember when he was first starting up, getting into the Halo scene and moving into the pro scene. So uh, toxic, it's crazy toxic to see Ninja. how things have moved. Yeah, dude, but it was great. Like, it was it was how competitive gaming should have been. Like, small, tight-knit arenas, MLG, 4v4. They're mm -hmm. looking right, each other right in the face. And when somebody makes a slip-up, you know that player on the other team is going to stand up and look at you right in the eyes. That's, <laughs> that's how I remember competitive gaming back in the day. Um, and then, yeah, my friend convinced me to do it. Uh, three years ago, I had no knowledge of actually how to stream. Obviously, sure, I've watched them and stuff, so I kind of understood what it took to do it. But, you know, I didn't have the pieces for it. I had literally nothing. I had no knowledge of it. I had, you know, nobody, no, none of my friends IRL streamed. I didn't know anybody in the streaming like industry, like personally. And I just started off on my own. And I went in there with uh, a crazy personality and just a vibe to want to, you know, play games. I made like certain moves in being like an, originally a variety story time streamer. So like story games like Skyrim and stuff to moving on to stuff like FPS. And it went so well and I gained so much traction after really putting, or well, let's say getting addicted to streaming after the first couple of weeks um, that just, I think it was only eight months in, I was earning more from streaming, way more from streaming than I was in a full-time job, which I was doing half the hours in. Um, this full-time job, if anybody knows about the events and hospitality industries, they, charge, they, they will charge you literally minimum wage and they'll make you work until you literally can't work anymore. And that's just how them industries work. And I just went, you know what? I want a better quality of life. It just isn't for me. Why am I working for something that personally I don't really care about? And secondly, why am I not working for myself if I have the opportunity? So streaming provided that, brought that for me. And yeah, eight months in, I made the leap to full time. I was in a good financial position to do so. And uh, the rest has kind of been history. Two years later, or less than two years later, actually. I think it's just over a year later. I think one year and one week after I started streaming, I got partnered with Twitch. And now I'm partnered with Discord, verified on TikTok. Um, I've got partnerships with G Fuel and Game Advantage. Um, three and a bit years later, we're here having this podcast, bro. So um, it's been a... It's been a wild journey, dude. I always wanted to do gaming somehow, but if someone was to tell me like 10 years ago that streaming was going to be it, I wouldn't believe it because back when I was younger, I always wanted to be a pro gamer and I guess I kind of grew up a little bit, um, secured my what I like to call plan B, aka I've got my degree now and I've got like five years of work experience. If I, you know, if it ever doesn't work out, I can step yeah. right back into work, which is important. And I think that part is, should be something that if you guys are going to take anything away from today is before you execute plan A, make sure you've got plan B in the bag. And that's super important. Um, Usually people go yeah. all in on streaming and like say, oh, yeah. I, I, college ain't for me, whatever. It's like, no, you went there, you mm. finished it. But then you end up being able to go and do full-time streaming. But yeah, you said it. You never know, you know, how it's going to yeah. work out. You still have that to fall back on. It's, that's the smartest way of doing it. Because, you know, I, I, I tell people all the time, like, if, you know, people ask me about full-time, like, it's not even in my... Yeah. Especially, number one, I live in California. For me to go full-time would be insane, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so yeah. that, the stream is just a hobby for me. There's, it's, not, it's not even in my, on my mind. But, yeah, you need, yeah. you know, people... I tell people, you know, all the time, if you go full-time without, like, a sponsorship or, like, a company paying your salary... You never know what can happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, know, I mean, I never foresaw it, I'll be honest. Like I said, it, it, for me, it was always, I always planned it to be through gaming. 
and I, I guess the stars just aligned to to bring me here. If it wasn't, it's funny though because if it wasn't for my friend, who I literally met on Modern Warfare ten years ago, who's you know one of my best mates in in you know real life now and i was even like i don't know if you know the story about it but i was even the best man at his wedding a few years ago and i met this guy on cod 10 years ago and he lives on the opposite side of the country to me um if it wasn't for him just constantly pestering me to stream and to start it i don't know where i'd be right now well it's one of those things i always tell people like like no no offense to any of my IRL friends but it's so isn't it so funny like People you meet gaming can be like close yeah. to people you've known your whole life. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, <laughs> absolutely! Like, oh, I've met honestly some of my bestest ever friends from doing this. You know, especially these days, everything's online now. There's so many, and it's interesting what you said before about um, people wanting to like you know quit school to become a streamer and stuff. I think there's a lot more pressure these days rather than when we were growing up. I would say that makes it sound really old, but like I think. Now, if you're like, let's say, a 14, 15-year-old, you're surrounded by influencers everywhere. Everything you do is based around probably social media in terms of a social aspect, and there are influencers everywhere. When, we were, when I was in school, yeah, sure, you obviously had your famous people, but social media, I wouldn't say, was anywhere near as connected as what it is now. You've got platforms blowing up every day, like, you know, like TikTok, which stormed the scene. Um, you know, YouTube is bigger than ever now. You know, streaming on Twitch is easier than ever to do now. Equipment is easier than ever to get, you know, Twitter and Instagram are always still there as well. And I think growing up now, kids younger and younger want to get into it because they see, you know, they see the fun aspect of it. And, you know, there is a lot of fun aspect to what we do um, as, a, as full-time streamers. But, you know, then, then, then comes the reality check that you then realize that you, it's a business. You have to sustain it as a business. Yeah. And that is no joke. Like, that is... That is scary stuff. Like being self-employed is you on an island having to figure it out yourself. There's nobody there to hold your hand. And in the last two and a half years of being self-employed, I've learned many, many lessons about firstly about business and about myself. Thank God I did go to university because it's helped me massively. And you have to be really smart with the move that you, with the moves that you make. You have to sometimes you have to just learn how to jump ship at the right time if if you want to remain relevant in in the industry. And like it can be. It could be really daunting. It's the best thing in the world, but it can also be very scary at the same time. See, one of the things, so, so I, I actually talk about, I've talked about you before, like one of my streams where, where we're talking about you know, streaming in general. Yeah. People don't realize, if people that don't know Stallion, one of the main things you play, I think, well, and we'll get into uh, the, the little twit longer you posted in a minute, but you play multiplayer COD, which a lot of people yeah. don't really find multiplayer COD as a, like I remember when, when Modern Warfare came out in Black Ops, I started playing multiplayer. My community was like, no, 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 Warzone, Warzone. We want to watch Warzone. Yeah. So it's very, it's actually pretty hard to make it in the multiplayer scene. But yeah. you, you surrounded yourself with the community, and, and uh, what did you get? The second highest win streak in Modern Warfare was 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 the second. Yeah, on PC, second highest. I mean, some of them, the top five were like uh, hacked. Yeah. They had like bad, like billions. So yeah. not including that, we were like, I think. Uh, not including them five, I think we were twelfth in the world with all consoles, and second in the world on PC. We missed out by about two hundred wins, but second highest win streak. We went we went one thousand two hundred and seventy games undefeated on Modern Warfare, legit all streamed, um, non reverse boosted as well. Yeah, six I, stack, I, and yeah, with two months without losing a game. <laughs> I, I like I like to brag uh, for the fact of remember when uh, I think they're still having the issue where the friends list was messed up on Modern Warfare. Yeah. 
remember I went yeah. to join my buddy and it, I accidentally joined your party. Um, and then you're like, oh, sorry. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, so I, I, I went, I went to join my buddy's party. I ended up in your party. I was like, wait, what the heck? And then, uh, I remember you, I remember you were like, oh, sorry, we're doing, you know, this and that. And so I was, and I, I went to your stream. I was like, Hey, my bad dude. And you're like, no, 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 get in here. Let's play some games. And so I think, I think, I think you play like six in a row. And so I always say, I'm like, Hey man, if it wasn't for me in those games, you never know, bro. I kept the streak alive. I helped. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. No, no, no. But yeah, there, there was there was definitely times where, because you know, obviously depending on a six stack and me on a full time streaming schedule, not everybody could have been there all the time. So it was. Uh, well, see, it, it, it was nice to have people to like help and fill as well. So yeah. you're a big help towards that. Yeah, so it's it's one of those things where like for for me when it comes to and this is one of the things I talk about with viewership and stuff like that. You, when you stream, I, I don't know what what your your schedule is usually for your time, but like look right now. And record this podcast. It's four a.m. for me, yeah. and it's noon for you over there. So when you stream, I'm usually at work. So it's like I don't usually yeah. I don't usually chat, you know, that that much. But what's crazy to me, and I and I talk about this a lot, because when it comes to streaming, I feel like you do exactly what I tell everybody. You know, streaming streaming is about interacting with the streamer, right? I yeah. find it absolutely insane when I'm sitting there and I'll, every once in a while I'll pop in and I, po I post like the most generic, yo, what's up, Stallion? And like you're in the middle of a game shooting right in the middle of a kill and I see your eyes just glance over. Yo, what up, Glog? <laughs> like usually people wait till after the game, don't even interact with chat. It's like I, you rarely ever miss chat. And yeah, like, I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a big part about what we do, to be fair. And that's, what, um, well, that's one of the things that, that make streamers stand out like you know yeah it's like you're always narrating what you're doing number one but then also even while you're concentrating when you're getting your kills your kill streaks or whatever's going on it's like right in the middle of that you're still glancing over looking at chat like, that's one of the reasons why this guy's successful in my eyes because like i said i don't think you've ever missed anything i've ever said and when i think about it but it's like yeah. even during your huge win win streak you're super focused you know, it's like you're still not missing stuff. I'm like, that's that's what makes a successful streamer. You know, how many times you see yeah. where people are sitting there just staring at the screen and someone types oh, something in chat and then man. they never say then like it takes them like ten minutes and then uh, it's just like something super generic back. You know, something generic back. Like, hey, what's up, dude? Like, <laughs> you know. I mean, I mean, some of it's understandable. It depends on yes. what you do on stream. So, like. You know, we live in a world where actually the, the most popular streamers are the pro gamers. Um, people want to tune into somebody's stream, let's say. On the most part, I would say, um, when it comes to games like Call of Duty, if they're like a pro gamer or a pro player, because they want to see how the pros do it. And them streamers, for example, don't always re-chat. And some of them don't ever re-chat. Um, yeah. They don't even they think, they don't even think really for subs. Viewers. Yeah. <laughs> and some, yeah, some of them don't even say thank you for that, which is, in my opinion, absolutely horrifying. That's but, insane. Um, I, it, I cringe at that. Like, I get yeah. it. I get it. I get it. You're up there. But it's like, for me, like, have you ever seen someone donate to one of these big guys, like, $200 dono? And then, yeah. then like, they kind of like, look over, like, hey, thanks for the dono, man. Like, like no excitement. Like, I mean, if you or me yeah. end up getting, like, a $200 dono, we would lose our effing minds, you know? <laughs> Dude, I lose my mind at 10 bits. That's what I'm like, saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that's and that's never changed because something that I always keep in my head and something that's really important to always remember as a streamer is that nobody owes you anything. At any point, everything that you've built can be taken away from you, and you just have to really appreciate what like 
what people are doing for you because nobody has to actually do anything more than even drop a follow. People don't even have to follow your stream. People can just come in, lurk in the uh, background, chill, watch, and then that's it. So anything you get, I say thank you for everything. Every bitty, every follow, everything. I literally so, just, I literally just did a podcast on stuff like this, and and I, yeah. you know, I'll say it again. People, you know, you'll realize this too. Is number one, like you need to think to yourself as a streamer, like. Why do you truly feel like you deserve someone's like they they slaved all week at work? Why do you think you deserve for them to spend money in your stream? But on top of that, what's the most yeah. valuable thing people spend on you is their time. Yeah. Imagine how much time people spend in your chat. Oh, they, I've got some crazy yeah. watch times. <laughs> well, well, you know, I was I, well, I, I popped in yesterday. I was looking at you know uh, before because when I, we were messaging yesterday, I was on my way home from work. You get ready for bed. It was hilarious, but. Yeah, I popped on your on your Twitch page fast. I'm like, dang, this guy just banged out a nine hour stream or whatever. And I happened to pop it up. I saw you were playing uh, Halo yesterday, yeah. and then uh, you, you you know you ended it, and Jay's happened to see in chat. Someone goes, "Oh, not yet. I feel like we just started." <laughs> nine, <laughs> nine hours, and you were like, "You've been here all day, all right, bro." <laughs> yeah, and so it's like you if think it about to my streaming community, yeah. bro. I'd be there twenty four hours. You think, you know? I mean, I've I've been there before when we first went to quarantine when I was on Mixer. We I was doing like eight to ten hour days. You had people yeah. that were there for the whole eight to ten hours. I'm like that. That is yeah. just as if not important. Anyone that's been sitting there gifting subs, you spent yeah. the whole freaking day with me. You spent your 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 time. You came in doing all this other stuff. And you spent that with me. Like, that's insane. Absolutely nuts. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it just shows, doesn't it, though, what, like, uh, if you if you properly community lead and really have, like, a strong impact on people's, you know, days and lives and stuff, what it can do. So, Oh, oh yeah. I mean, you think about how much, like, you know, someone's having a bad day, they come to your stream and they yeah. you entertain them and you kind of take it to get their mind off of stuff. It's like the things that, you know, the reason why people watch streamers, like, hey, I explain this all the time, like, my parents and stuff like that, like, well, people just watch you play games. I'm like, there's various reasons people watch. <laughs> you know, there's the enter yeah. entertainment factor. There could be like, I know you do a lot of things with like loadouts for you know, like Cold War and stuff like that. So speaking of that, we're I mean, as well as as well as these days, that's really important to not forget as well is, um, especially now with how things have been with COVID and mm -hmm. you know, um, Corona, all that kind of stuff. People mentally, and and I include this in myself as well. And if it wasn't for for streaming, gaming, passing the time and like just having people even on the online community to rely on and, you know, and, and talk to every day. And I'm a community leader, but like the support that I've had from the surrounding community is, has helped me personally just maintain my own mental health. And like people, some people have even said to me, Sally, if it wasn't for your streams over the last year, I don't know generally what, what I would have done. And like, it, it's been, it's been a tough year for the whole world. Oh, everyone's been through something. Starting to, yeah, oh god, yeah, dude. Like we're 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 slowly starting to come out of things now. I would say, but um, yeah, I feel like if it if it wasn't for streaming and for gaming, personally, even for me, I don't even know what I would have done this last year. So, how, how is the whole COVID situation over there? Like, I mean, like, the UK is just tragic, bro. I mean, it's we've we've been locked down like dogs for over a year now. It's been about a year and almost a month, and we're finally, I think, as of this week, actually, um, or our, our prime minister has a as a, a, a what is it? It's like a three to four month plan of slowly getting us out um, of the situation that we're in now. So um, I think we're allowed to now meet up with another household. Only two households can now mix. Eventually, they're going to open up pubs with gardens just the out on the outside. 
And then I think later on in April, they're going to start opening up restaurants and bars and stuff. And then it's not until June the 21st where full lockdown um, restrictions will be lifted. Um, so we're finally getting into the point now where we can go outside and mix with other people. Um, and I think the UK, I saw a news article yesterday, it's, it's, it's had its lowest recorded deaths from COVID since the whole thing began, which obviously, you know, is, is great to hear because we finally feel like we're moving forward. Um, but all I know is if in the UK, if they were going to extend it another six months or another year, and we were going to miss summer 2021, there would be anarchy in this country. Because uh, people mean, just cannot cope with it anymore. It's fine. Because so, I'm, in, I'm in California where it, it, we talk about with the whole COVID situation was, we it's been about a year, about a year and a month, and they kept saying, "Oh, three weeks to slow the spread." Three weeks to slow the spread. Here we are, a year later. California has been at square one for almost the whole year, and then yep. we had our politicians being caught with going to dinner with their friends without masks, and and then once that happened, everyone became rebellious, you know. Yeah. And now here we are. We have other. You know, we're in a weird state where like you have other countries fully opening up or other states opening up, yeah. and then. The Californians like slowly, finally start. It's just like, it's such a weird stage right now. But at, yeah. at, at at any moment, they can say, "Oh no, there's a spike back to square one," and, uh -huh. and no one's very certain. You know, I see I see you post a lot. And it's like I know you. I know you have a, a significant other who you keep talking about. You want to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I yeah. mean. As I was saying, I don't even know how strict it is. If you, you know how how it is over there, where you get you can't even see your significant other. You know, it's like, yeah. uh, I think it, it definitely doesn't help in the UK that my significant other, she lives two hours away from me. Yeah. Uh, we actually met through Twitch, funnily enough. And yeah, it's, it's been a tough one really, because we haven't seen each other for about half a year now. Um, we're actually seeing each other in less than two weeks, which is really exciting. Um, but yeah, no, I, uh, it, it's been, it's been a long time. We've both, we've both had COVID at one point. Uh, oh, you actually like, had COVID? Oh, dude, I, I I felt like I was gonna die. Oh, I didn't know it you was, had it. I, I, I must have yeah. missed that somehow. Funnily enough, on the Christmas week. Um, oh snap! Yeah, uh, I got it, and honestly, mate, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Oh, I'd you never... know, I remember you were sick. But I, I remember you were super sick, yeah. but I, don't, I must have missed where you was actually COVID. I remember you saying something. Like, I think you were off for like two weeks almost because you you just couldn't muster like going to stream. No, like, I only took two days off. Was it two days? It was only two days. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I, I remember I, seeing I, I never, something. I never like. I never. I never, I never stop. I'm not I, I think, like. I'm not letting this get me down. Yeah, I think. I think I remember seeing something about like, you tweeting out something about like you. You stayed in bed for X amount of hours or something like that. Yeah. Right, yeah. Two. Right. I, I cancelled in total one stream, and went through two of the probably the worst feeling days of my whole life. I generally felt like I was going to have to go to hospital. It was awful, and. Yeah, it was. Um, it's no joke. It was not an experience I'd ever wish on anybody, honestly. So yeah, my, my my brother my brother had it. I remember he slept for like sixteen hours, and just knocked him out, dude. You know. So. Yeah. Luckily, I haven't yeah, gotten it. Just different it, things to different people as well. Yeah. Um, people get it at like different strengths, and some people get affected by it worse than others. And yeah, I honestly, it was horrible, man. Never again. Hopefully, never again. Yeah. So. So now I literally just saw you posted that twit longer about the, what the future looks like for you kind of moving, yeah. not really moving away from COD, but more ex ex expanding your horizons of different games. I know you've been playing some yeah. Siege, some Halo. I, 
So anyway, we'll get into your Fortnite stream in a little bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> never, Don't never, me, never challenge your community. I always no, say that. Never again. That never is what. That is why I I have a, a buzzed head now because I you know I had long hair. I was growing it out, and then I made it. Someone goes, "How much? To, how much to cut your hair?" I go, two hundred subs. I'll cut it right now." I have my wife come cut it. If someone did it, I was like, oh, my God. I was just kidding. Every time now you got to do it. They will make ne you regret it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, so so if you want, you know, for your community, if they if they missed, if missed the twit longer, you know, would you mind going in a little detail exactly what the next steps look like for you and why you're kind of expanding from COD? It's, it's, it's busy. It, the next steps are very, very busy. I mean, I'm somebody who, again, so I've been doing this for three years. I have my I have my background with with uni and stuff. So I always see things slightly differently than probably what a lot of people would see them. I always see a lot of things in a business sense, and I always look at myself as an entrepreneur and how do I make the next step. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, my my general let's say blow up when it came to my stream was through Modern Warfare. And the great thing about Modern Warfare is I got in at the right time. This was just before Warzone came out. So there was no Warzone when it first initially came out. And Warzone integrated about six months later. And even then, you know, Modern Warfare multiplayer was still, you know, popping. It was active. You know, it was the first cross-platform Call of Duty game with a brand new engine. Mm -hmm. There was so much hype around it. And I got onto TikTok before a lot of other COD creators did and was posting my videos out. And I saw a, sh a giant spike in viewership, followers, support, just everything. And from then, we've, um, I went from, I think, around an 80 average to maintaining anything between two to 300. Recently, I've been more at 150 to 200, but that's obviously how things are going to be right now because, you know, Cold War is just not an exciting game. And, you know, I, you know I, I, I did, I went from variety streaming for a year and a half to one game streaming for a year and a half. I've done both now. And... I took a lot of inspiration from people like, I don't know if you ever watched the Sidemen on YouTube. I've like heard of the them. UK. They're great. They're just like a, seven guys who do different like tasks and challenges. Uh, you know, you obviously, you know, Mr. Beast, yep. his videos as well. And, you know, I sat there and I watched his videos and I'm just like, why, why am I limiting myself? Why, why am I signing my whole life and, and career to a franchise, which if, if you've been in COD the last couple of years, oh God. they don't care about us. They don't care about us. They've got their money. The, the, the game, in terms of uh, content creation, is stale. Even if you're a Warzone player, unless you compete at the top level or playing in tournaments every single day, um, it, there, there just really isn't that much content. The devs don't well, care about it. Well, and let, let, me, let, um, me, let me step in for one second. This is like yeah. one of the things with my, with my community. Like when I, I, I mean, like I said, I feel like I'm gaming right now 10 years in the past. Like I got to a point where I was forcing myself to play something yeah. i wasn't enjoying and people will know your community will notice if, if you're not having fun you're not being entertaining i, yeah. keep, I keep telling everybody that so with yeah. warzone like i've always been a call of duty fanboy i always i always say i'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna pre-order the next call of duty and i always pre-order it i always end up pre-ordering yeah. it and with warzone it's like it has for me everything that i would want call of duty you know modern warfare engine which modern warfare was one of my favorites you know when the multiplayer came out but Look at like just right right now. You everyone knows the August trash, and then they come yeah. back and say, "Oh yeah, we nerfed it with the recoil." And then I literally just saw somebody streaming yesterday. And people are just still blasting each other with it from meters away, and it's like, it, it, why does it take so long for you guys to the stim glitches back for the third time? This is pathetic for like a multi million dollar country uh, company 
almost a billion dollar That's company and you just don't give a crap and you keep coming out with these like $25 skin packs and it's like you're and people are still buying it it's like it's one of those things being just kicked in kicked in the gut by a company that you, we obviously know doesn't care and they're just gonna do whatever yeah. they want to do like who asked for zombies in Warzone? just saying you know and yeah. we keep asking for a new i felt really disrespected when they came out with the the rebirth map in Warzone. Like, oh, a new yeah. map. That's not a new map. That's from Blackout. You yeah. got you guys literally just took out took the Blackout map and just put it into Warzone. They have for everything, dude. The whole yeah. thing is recycled. That's yeah. all it is. And I'm like, that's more disrespectful than anything. Because you guys have the money to, to put more into it. And you're just selling us old stuff, you know? Yep. That's why I haven't played Because they know it. they can. Because they have the Call of Duty community where they want them. There's no competition in the market right now. No. And, and if, it is, there, if there is competition, it's very limited. And... Even from being a COD fanboy for so many years, I have never wished more from a franchise to come in and stamp on COD and take their viewership away from them because they need to learn the hard way of what it's like to use a community because they that's literally what they've done the last, you know, two years or so is is get our money. You even look at... I watch quite a few YouTubers on this and you even look at how much the devs are tweeting, right? Two of the main devs from Cold War or Treyarch, let's say, you've got... um you know, Tony Flame, and you've got Vondi, and how much they were tweeting about the game when it came out, or when it was just about to come out, right, to now, neither of them ever talk about Cold War anymore. And it's tragic, yeah. because even the devs have lost passion. Now, there's several ways you can look at it, obviously, if the devs lost passion because um, they're not able to implement the changes that they want because they're, you know, run, overrun by money, greedy hierarchy, or have they lost passion because they just don't care anymore? And it's probably a bit of both. And, you know, COD, in my opinion, has got one of the most passionate fan bases out there, even though we're all, but, you know, everyone's toxic and whatnot, and people chat a lot of rubbish to each other. You know, COD's been no a more. solid multiplayer foundation now for like 14 years. You can't just do this to the community and expect there not to be an uproar about it. So. But people um, are still going to buy the next game. Like, we already yeah, know. Yeah, I know they will. Well, see, it is. Because well, there's, there's no competition, is there? There's nothing that, else to do. And that's the thing with competition. I talk about, you know, so like even like when, when Mixer was here, rest in peace. <laughs> rest in peace. Look, 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 how, look how when Mixer came around, they, they bought Ninja and Shroud, right? Twitch has always been, Twitch has always been the main platform. Yeah. I, it, I always compare... You know, Twitch is like the NFL. All the other ones are like college and high school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but you look at as soon as Mixer, you know, bought Ninja and Shroud. Look at how much the platforms were like increasing what they were doing. Twitch was just so you know in the same spot for so long, no new features, all this other stuff. And you look at all the features Twitch got over the last you know year yeah. and a half because there was actually some kind of competition out there. Yeah. Call yeah. of Duty can do whatever they want because there is no competition. There is no no other company out there like, hey, we got to stay a step ahead. No, they know they're ahead. Yeah. They can do whatever they want. That's why we need a game to come out that's kind of, I get you can say like kind of like COD, that they're like, oh, crap, we actually have to come out with a new game that's going to excite everybody. And actually, let's, let's actually listen to what they want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what we need. You know, it's, it's one of those do, things. Do you think morally that they wouldn't do it to their fans, though? You would think um, that, but that's why I said like I I I didn't really give up Warzone, but it's like I'm not. Like I said I feel like I'm ten years in the past. I'm playing, I'm streaming and playing uh, Face It Counter Strike again, you know, yeah. and then I'm playing World of Warcraft games that have been out for almost twenty years, you know, yeah. and that and that's why that's why I'm back to play. I'm basically back to my roots, 
Because I'm not going to sit there and force myself to play with hackers, to play with these broken guns that take no skill. There's nothing worse than being, you know, growing up as a competitive, you know, player and playing like, you know, Counter-Strike scrims and tournaments and then playing in a lot of, you know, CODs, you know, stuff like that. And then being killed by somebody using a broken gun that takes no skill at all. And then if you Mm -hmm. make, and they've made a comment, you know, comment how broken it is, you get somebody saying you're trash. And it's like, yeah. it, it, it's it's one of those things that I can't do this. I'm not going to force myself yeah. to do it, you know? Yeah. yeah, it's painful. And that's kind of what led me on to, uh, which, you know, your original question was um, why I'm like moving away from it now, is why, why am I tying myself to a franchise that personally doesn't even care about me? And, you know, within a year has gone from what it was to what it is now. I'm not somebody who enjoys Warzone. The community, the COD... The COD devs, and from what they've said within Activision, clearly see Warzone as their new, you know, money-making machine, free-to-play business model with a ton of packs and um, things that people can buy. So they're clearly making more than enough from that. And they've pretty much just left multiplayer to die. And, you know, that's affecting my view account. has affected my sub count because my community are insane. But it has affected my view account, and it kind of got me thinking. And it was... And when it got me thinking, it kind of put me back into perspective of when I went on to phase five, right? That them two weeks, even though they were extremely stressful, um, I wanted to get in that too. Weeks I've ever had, yeah, yeah, they were two of the most fun weeks I've ever had. You know why? Because I was doing stuff that I wouldn't normally do. I was breaking into abandoned warehouses, yes, shooting videos. I was doing days of the life of like filming out in the open. People just like kind of just like looking at you like, who is this guy? And it got me a taste of something that I never tried before. And that taste has been always left um, with me ever since phase five. So I guess it could be a mixture of everything. Call of Duty nuking their own game. Um, my experiences in phase five and just the fact that, you know, I'm obviously I'm, I'm getting older and I see what these YouTubers doing and what other people do. And it gives me inspiration to do new things. So I'm no longer going to be tying myself down to a franchise or even just gaming anymore. People. And I think content creators are so, um, narrow minded down in these days and what it takes to actually get your name out there and succeed that think, Oh, I have to pick one game. I have to do these clips. I have to win this tournament. I have to blow up in this way. There's so many ways of doing it. And I've learned that over the last couple of years in, in, in knowing that, you know, I've got to stop restricting myself. So the plan for me is right now is, you know, I've, I've been saving for a solid, I think, five years for my, let's say, quote unquote, dream house, affordable dream house. Let's call it that. It's not a match. <laughs> um, I've been saving for a long time. And Twitch has been a massive help in that because I can continue to save even more. And this this year and potentially this month might even be it. So I've got a meeting with my broker this month. Um, who is referred to me from a friend, and the UK mortgage rates are changing this month, so it's not going to take a ridiculous amount of a deposit to get a nice, decent house this year in the UK. So that works great for me. I can potentially get my house. I've just got to go from my broker meeting. Once he gives me the go-ahead that the bank will lend me the money, it is all systems go for me. So once I get the house, and once I sign that dotted line, people are going to see a complete transformation in my content. IRL stuff. Uh, lots more stuff. There's going to be gaming, you know, streaming will never, will never go. I'll be way more active on YouTube. There's going to be a whole new side brand to everything that I'm doing. And it's something that I'm planning every single day until it gets to it. You know, if you want, again, if you want to make it in this industry, you got to, you got to adapt, you got to keep moving. And if I'm just to sit there and be lazy and be like, ah, it's okay. I'm sure COD will make a great game on the next one. What about if they don't? Cold War is just dying more and more every day. And what about if they don't make another good game on the next one? Yeah, well, what then? My my career is left in the hands of again devs who just don't care that they'll hype up a game to get us all to buy it, and then three months into it they'll stop talking about it because generally they don't care. They've got our money. They can go on their holidays now. They don't care about us anymore. 
So well, that's not what only I, am I now self-employed, but I'm now no. going to be doing my own self-content. Well, that's so, one of the things where I, I talk about with, you know, me. I got my start in high-res games, you know, with Realm Royale, mm-hmm. Paladins, and stuff like that. And I, I've already gone over that in previous episodes of how that company totally screwed the entire community. I mean, imagine you had Realm Royale. I don't know if you ever played Realm Royale. Um, I don't hear of any of them games anymore. They, well, they fold Re- or something. So Re- Realm Royale literally had, at Ninja's peak, he was the top Fortnite streamer, really blew up. There's literally clips out there of him saying that he would love to play Realm Royale over Fortnite. He was having more fun with yeah. it. Then you have Shroud. Literally, I had a clip of, the, of it, um, him saying that he was going to uninstall Fortnite. And this is when Fortnite was huge. He was going to uninstall yeah. Fortnite because he's never going to play it again because he's going to play Realm Royale. And, the, and the, you know, I'm not gonna, I, I can get into this. because I, I actually worked with the devs and stuff like that. And they, how bad they screwed this game. And, like, at the time, I, I was averaging, tw- you know, Twitch partnership numbers and you know it was yeah. all this other stuff, and then they just pulled the plug because they screwed they screwed the game up. Because um, that game was about classes, right? It was like you yeah. had the hunter, warrior, all this other stuff. It was fun. And I then, played it as well. Yeah, and then they and then they pulled the classes away. And you changed what made the game different. You basically yeah. made it Fortnite without building, and it's like that's not what yeah. we were in here for. And then they blamed the they actually blamed the community. For not buying the battle pass, it's like we you changed the game, you changed the dynamic of yeah. it, and then they point the finger. Expect? Then they went to another game, they screwed that game. It, it's it's such it's one of the things where like you talk about you're you're creating all this content and putting all your time into this person this this dev's game, and then the, and then they screw you, and it's like they don't care, they got their money, so it's like well, same yeah. thing with COD, they're gonna get their money regardless. I mean, I I mean I like I can't imagine how many hours you put in. People people don't realize. I always talk about beyond the go live button. Now you do all yeah. your own editing, right? Or no, do you, I don't know. I no, no, yes, yeah, somebody I now. Okay, that time. I was, yeah, well, yeah, I was, yeah. was going to say. Well, usually when you start out, we we're we're usually editing our own stuff at first mm. until you yeah. you know like like I always say when I used to you know I I would never really get editor, but it's like people don't understand like trying to get your content out there stuff like that. Then I was approached by somebody asking if I needed an editor, and he was very decently priced. That helped yeah. out so freaking much where I can just concentrate on the content I'm putting out live stream and then I just send the clips over to my editor. He's making highlight reels yeah. or little clips for, you know, Instagram, Twitter. Cause you know, it's so easy to just take a clip and put it up there. But when it's actually like an interactive clip with zooming in, subtitles, stuff like that, it's gonna be more appealing. But having someone else do that for you helps out so much. But it's like yeah. when it came to a point of once that game was done you move you move it it's very scary moving into a different game because yeah. you have your people that watch you for you and then there's people that watch you specifically for that game like i'm sure yeah. you probably have people that watch you for modern warfare but did not like cold war and, yeah and they, oh god a lot of people yeah so it's like yeah. you know so every time you, you try and transition to something else it's very scary it's very hard but you know you had yeah you know, I, I know your community i know you have a very tight-knit community like you said and yeah. one of my famous quotes for this this year, 2021, is for me, you know, because I, I work full time. I got four kids. And why? You know, I streamed last year like 79 days worth of, uh, of hours. Yeah. You know, I streamed so much. And it was <laughs> like, oh, yeah. And then my, my you know, like I said, Mixer gave, Mixer gave up on us. And we were killing it on Mixer. Yeah. And then, you know, then now we're, we're on Facebook. And then I've been multi-streaming, charity streams. I've just basically been doing it. It's, you know stepping back but it's one of the things yeah. where like 
I, I realize, you know, we can't, I can't be putting my trust in like, you know, a dev team for a game. I can't put my trust into a platform to do everything I need them to do for me. I need to focus on the quality of my content over the quantity of my, my content. You know what I'm saying? Like you can put 10 clips out there, but what's the quality behind each one? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's one of the things where like with you moving into, moving into, you know, whether it be, you know, for right now, was it Rainbow Six Siege? I think you're doing tomorrow or something like that. You would be playing a little yeah, bit of Halo. So Dude, yeah. Rainbow Six Siege, everyone's, everyone's shocked that I'm not a big fan of that game because I'm a big Counter-Strike fan. I'm all like, I, you know, it's a great game. Anyone hasn't played it, but it's like, I feel like I get so toxic with that game. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can understand why, why that would happen. I, I, I don't know. I, did, I had my first experience on it yesterday. I loved it. I'm definitely going to be playing it more, 100%. Yeah, no. So it's, I really, yeah, it's, really enjoyed it. That's what that's one of the things people don't realize when I said when, when it comes to tra transition, you know, from game to game or from you know whatever you're doing. Yeah. It, it, especially, I mean, I, said, I can only imagine if this is your full time gig, you know, you're yeah. you're truly trusting your community to follow you along and still support yeah. you no matter what you're playing. Now, how was your Fortnite stream? <laughs> it was actually really good. Not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny i love the tweet afterwards where it was the uninstall screen like well how long yeah. did you play it for 12 hours 12 hours of Fortnite, dude. it was actually fun like when you it, it depends it, it, how i see things is you know there's always a stigma behind every game and franchise but when you have the right people to play it with you can make anything fun oh yeah because uh, when i play i play with viewers all the time and we there was just the funniest stuff was going on and I was like crying at some parts of it, and I never, I never hated Fortnite. I just didn't like how sweaty it got because um, I used to actually, you know, thrive on that game when it was like blowing up. And well, yeah, no, I I enjoyed it, but they just changed the the game so much that I just stopped playing. You know, so, so I, I I always pinpoint this, and everyone everyone may realize, maybe you didn't realize, when Fortnite first came out, um, it was amazing for the fact of everyone sucked at building together. Like yeah. that, you didn't have these guys, and I oh, I've, I've always said this for all the seasons. I I love sniping. Everyone knows me, no matter whether it's COD or whatever. I love sniping. I hate sniping yeah. at Fortnite because as soon as I hit somebody, they they build a freaking five star hotel with Wi Fi in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah. and but the thing was, when the game was brand new, building was ever nobody was a, like a builder. It was just like defensive, right? So it was fun. Then all of a sudden, they came out with the creative mode where people weren't even really playing the game, they would spend like hours in creative just building and building and building. Next thing you know, you it, there's such a huge curve in, in you know, like you said, the sweatiness of players where that's yeah. where it made like people like me who were casual in that game hate the game. Yeah. It wasn't fun. It wasn't fun getting all the way down to the fight, the, the final 10, and you had this guy just pushing you, building, just doesn't yeah. stop building, doesn't stop building up. You're sitting there at the bottom like, hey, come down here, bro. Go fight me, you know? <laughs> it's like, you know, but that's why Fortnite to me wasn't fun. But when you hop on, like, I was saying, I saw part of your stream with, with the Fortnite a little bit. I was at work. But, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like you take it in a different aspect. You're not trying, you, it's not so much that you're not trying to win. So like you're just having fun versus, you know, I, mean, I couldn't imagine making content yeah. full time, you know what I'm saying, for that yeah. game. But yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's one of the things where you, you don't challenge your community, it, they will make yeah. you pay. Yeah. yeah, lesson has been learned. <laughs> lesson has been learned. <laughs> yeah. So for people that you know, so yeah, so people that don't know. So what are you? What are your plans moving forward? Like, you you still gonna play some some COD here and there? Yeah. But is there a specific game you're looking to target right now? In the meantime. 
Uh, I mean, right now, again, it's just going to be, it's just like a transitionary period between getting my place and moving to the next like step in my life. Um, Call of Duty will always be on the radar, but I want to focus on the community side of it in doing like, you know, when it comes to outside of Twitch, like top five, top 10 plays, I'm starting collabs with uh, Lukey on TikTok, who's a big TikToker, um, in promoting like other people's COD content and getting their names out there as well. And yeah, when it comes to COD, it, for me, it's just going to be, you know, I want to get into more like 2v2 casting and just generally game casting as well. Um, but if I ever play COD, I'll play COD for the community aspect of it, to play together, to, to, to grind, have fun, level, all that kind of stuff. So apart from that, I'm honestly just not really, um, I'm just not really interested that much in, you know, oh, great, a new patch is out. Let's do a video on the gun. Let's do a video on the changes. I couldn't care less about any of that stuff anymore. And that's how I know that my, um, my own interests have changed. Every time they release a patch, I just sit there. I'm just like, I can't even bother to comment on the tweet. That's that's how much I literally care about it right now. So, and anyone that knows, now, Sally, he's very active. Do whatever I fancy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're very active and on Twitter. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to actually close, like, slow that down now because I was too active last month, um, and it kind of affected my productivity a little bit. So, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be on there probably a lot less now. I'll probably catch up with tweets once a day, tweet three or four times a day max, I'd say. Um, but what what I would say is at the moment it's just a transitionary period, adding in and changing my schedule probably week to week just to w whatever works. And when I when I get my new house, that's when all the new stuff starts. So um, yeah, I'm really excited for that. It's it's definitely needed, and I feel like I'm I'm getting out of this you know one game cod streamer transition at the pretty much the perfect time. Um, I agree because right now it, things are extremely toxic, and yeah, it's just not. It's just not worth it, honestly, for the stress and just how things are going on and what's and what's going on these days in the COD community. Like I said, even the guys at the very top, I see them like trying out different games and doing new stuff. You can clearly tell that, um, yeah, they're just fucking over their own community. So. Well, you know, like you said, you see these top streamers. Look, you got Nick Merckx back to Fortnite because he can't stand wars on the way it is. You know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's weird. It's a weird spot in gaming. Period. Like, like here's here's what. You know, I ask you, what is the next game on the horizon? Like, there, there, uh, other than Halo, you know, there's supposed to be a new Halo coming out, but what's the next game that's supposed to come out there that everyone's excited for? It's a weird Battlefield spot. Battlefield Six, it, you know, yeah, the, Battlefield Six. I, you know, I don't even know the release date for that. Yeah, is, is there one? It's going to be around the same time as Halo, I believe. Okay, Battlefield Six. Halo okay. and Battlefield Six. I, yeah. I was always a big um, Battlefield fan, so yeah. I'll have to look into yeah, that. Battlefield Six. I'm gonna I'm gonna open up a community server for our lot when that comes out. So I'm buzzing for that. Um, yeah, I'm really I'm really excited for that. I just need I just need something that isn't Call of Duty at this point. Right. So, my new obsession, like I said, is gonna be Rainbow Six for now. And yeah, gonna just play everything day by day. Keep creating content. I've got like I said, I know I've got my community behind me anyway. And yeah. so I think yeah, you have. I think you have. You you have you have a you have a great community. So I think you're gonna be fine with yeah. wherever you go. You know, honestly. So yeah, but which is I, the best feeling ever as a creator? Oh yeah, having having people back you no matter what. I mean, I had people come to me and like they're like, hey, you know, I, I know you keep saying don't, you don't have any fun playing Warzone. Do you play what you want. And like I said, I'm playing Counter yeah. Counter Strike again. You know, like nine. What that game came out like? Cause we're both we're both the same age. Like what was it like? We were like what twelve? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. We were like we were young when that game came out. 
you know, oh, yeah. so, and here I am playing it. I'm playing it again, playing ranked, playing face and ladder matches, and people are enjoying it. It's like it's so nice being able to play something you want to play, and it kind of gives you that FPS itch. But so we're yeah. we're, we're we're near we're about 45 minutes in. You know, I know you guys have to do one thing. I really wanted to touch on though, phase five for yeah. people for people that don't know that was so much fun to watch. You, I mean, I can only imagine the stress you were going through through that whole thing. But, oh, it was tough. but I mean, I think you said it earlier was the, the way it pushed you as a content creator and the things you had to do. Yeah. Like, can you walk us through that whole experience real, real quick for people that don't know what phase five is or what it was? Uh, so phase five. So obviously anyone who doesn't know uh, who phase clan is, um, phase clan is I don't know probably, probably if not, yeah, <laughs> probably, probably one of, if not the biggest gaming organization in the world who've, you know, started in trick shot in around 10 years ago in call of duty games and now are a brand and a lifestyle and all the other stuff that they do um they're huge they, they have some of the biggest creators on the planet who um who work under their banner and they have this competition that they do uh usually every year or maybe once every two years and it's called phase five and what they do is they select five recruits from people that can um apply to try and get in a phase clan so phase clan is extremely exclusive very rarely pick anybody up and phase five gives an opportunity for just let's say any creator to who believes they may be underrated or thinks that they can get their name out there to give it a good shot and just really try and push to try and get in the phase if that's what they want so i think out of 200 they had 200 220,000 people applied for phase five uh in 2020 and obviously only five people get selected at the end of it and I, they actually selected six this year they did a sixth announcement which is quite cool um but yeah out of 220,000 you have to apply to get into the process um if they accept it uh sorry no, you apply to get into the original competition and then everyone has a shot to get their original submissions in we did that we got we got i think announced at number 97 out of the top 100 um big shout out to the community that made that happen as well and then, and then we got put into this giant competition to try and make it into the top 20. Didn't, unfortunately, make it through to that. And then once you get into the top 20, you have to fight it out to make it into the top five. So it's like three elimination processes, and each time they really push you outside your comfort zone to see how you can adapt as a creator, because they want, they want the all-round creators. That was, that was awesome um, to watch. I mean, like, when yeah. I was watching your, I think you were live streaming that when they were doing the top, I think it was the top 20 or something like that. Yeah, uh, I can't remember how, how far did you make it. You was it top hundred. Top... Uh, we made it into the top hundred. Yeah. pushed for the top twenty, but didn't make it. Yeah, I remember, I remember the one. I remember the one that you didn't make it. I was watching and I was yeah. having like anxiety. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was having yeah. anxiety because I, I was I was rooting for you and then our our, our girl from Facebook Gaming uh, Avery. You know, those yeah. are, those are the two people I really wanted to see make it, and then I don't, you know, and then neither of you guys got announced, and I was like. It wasn't even me, and I was like super upset. <laughs> like, but it was such a cool process to watch. You know, like I said, it, the, the way that that competition was ran and how it pushed these, these content creators to new levels that they probably haven't been pushed to before. That was such an amazing thing to see. I, and I think your community grew leaps and bounds during that time because a lot of people saw like your dedication and what you're capable of. Like you said, when you were breaking yeah. into like abandoned warehouses, and we always had to learn about like you know your your you know. I never knew you, you you had like a passion for like, you know, like dancing and stuff like that, you know, like that, yeah. you know, that was a cool thing to learn, you know? Yeah, I used to, I'm not, I'm just a shout out of my former self. Now, when I was back in university, I was good. And then like six years later, I've, I just did what I could do 
So, but we had to we had to push ourselves out the box, and I went as far out of the box as I could think. So, yeah, yeah it was it, uh, it, it was, was cool. It was so. great. Um, anything else you want to touch on? You know, we're coming. You know, we're, I know we're over what I said the Lucha show was going to be, but anything else you want to touch on? What you want to let your community know, or anything you know for the future? No, I think that's it at the moment. Uh, obviously, I've got you up to date with where I'm at right now. I think it's. You caught me at a very interesting time because I'm pretty much um, transitioning right well, now. I actually, uh, when well, you put that, else. we actually, so when I, when I reached out about the sh- you know being on the show, you were one of the first ones that you know, I reached out to. And, you know, I know you had a lot of stuff going on, but when when we actually finally penciled in the time, and then I, I actually saw, like I said, the, the announcement of the twit longer. I was like, this is actually yeah. perfect because you get to, you know that you got to go and you know for your your viewers that watch you. Now they get even more in depth than just the the announcement on Twitter, so they kind of yeah. know what to expect. So I was like, that's actually pretty perfect. You get to you know, you have a different way of letting people know stuff like that. So I was like, that yeah. works out. That's a kind of kind of a cool thing to see because, like I said, as as long as I've known you, it's always been cod cod. You know, cod, you were a yeah. cod tent creator. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's a sh- and it's a shame that the game has drove me to this because I never wanted to leave, but. They did it. They did. They've done it to themselves. Yeah, you, they don't, but you they, got they don't to. care about us. So you're, you're gonna be fine we no matter what. On. You're gonna be fine yeah. no matter what. So, where yeah. where can everybody find you? You know, where are, what are your socials? You know, obviously Twitch Stallion. You know, yeah. So at Stallion on Twitch, at Stallion on TikTok, uh, YouTube is I'm Stallion. So all one word, I am Stallion. Um, and Twitter and Instagram are both Carnage Stallion, K R N G Stallion, all one word on both of the both of the socials. And as for the Discord community, it's Team SSC, Stallion Streaming Community, Team SSC, Discord DG, Discord.gg forward slash Team SSC. Guys, it, you know, I tell you guys, all, I tell my listeners all the time, my viewers all the time, it, you know, if there's anyone that I fully, truly endorse, dude, check Stallion out. Amazing dude, amazing content creator. That, you know, go, go check him out when you guys got a chance, drop him a follow. Don't forget, Stallion, I appreciate you taking the time out to come on. You know, there's yeah, not there's right. not many people that would get up at, at 4 a.m. for on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, thanks for doing that for me, man. That makes me feel better. I know, dude. I appreciate you coming on, dude. <laughs> Thank you so much. And for the re- you know, You're welcome. For the rest of the listeners, again, make sure you guys, you guys just drop them a follow. Thank you guys all for listening. Make sure you, make sure you guys like like the like the podcast. Give it a review. Go follow Stallion, and more importantly, have a great rest of your week. Thank you guys for listening. Peace out, y'all.